0: Oh, the church. We love it, and then sometimes we hate it. My church background personally is pretty limited. I grew up in the same church until I was about 17. Then my family started a church plant from there. I loved that church plant and still think so fondly of it because it was small, it was intimate, everyone knew each other. We had a great coffee bar that we all congregated around between the breaking of bread service and the family Bible hour. And, And I would say it was a bit more liberal than the original. And I say liberal in a very limited capacity. But the things that were there were pretty big to me at the time. I then actually returned back to my original church as an adult. And finally, a year and a half ago, I left that for my new venture on my own i I love church, the church, the people that make up the church I also love I love the routine of going every Sunday morning, but I also love the amazing community that churches. The support both spiritually and emotionally a connected church body provides is truly unmet anywhere else they are meant to be the ones that challenge you to seek God and they are the ones to support you in your brokenness and that brokenness is no truer than when you are in this season of single and the church is meant to be there for anyone no matter their life season I grew up in Brethren Roots and one day after talking to a friend of mine decided to do a little bit of investigating into what those roots were. I, by no means, (laughs) know enough about Brethrenism to truly speak at length. Partly because I think there's so many branches of it that I can't wrap my mind around. But I read this one book, and it shared the original idea of Brethrenism before it broke off into open and closed, which I think in a nutshell was accepting all whom Christ accepted period. That was it. <laughs> if Jesus died for them, which was everyone, they were equally allowed to worship. And obviously that I guess slogan if you want to call it, that could open a whole can of worms about the many hot button topics which I will not get into. <laughs> but I, I kind of want to connect it to this right as singles to be of equal value to those married in the church I am also a firm believer that there are two sides to this topic you know the side of the church interacting with singles and the side of the single interacting with the church when I say those they may they may sound the same but they they're not at all and I really hope I can get my thoughts across in both I'm so sorry if it's a little jumbled I am in no way a theological scholar, nor one trained in biblical studies. I did three months of YWAM and one year <laughs> of a Christian studies diploma. So these these are honestly my thoughts, and thoughts only seen from my life in the church. I guess it's also limited to the churches I am and have been a part of. So you may not see any of this, you may not feel any of this. And to that, I applaud you, um... So these are all my personal thoughts. Let's start off with how the church interacts with singles. I have heard people preach about women's roles and how husbands and wives are to treat each other. I have heard talks every so often about being single in the church. And sadly, they have not been the best. I honestly think I could count on one hand how many I have heard. And they haven't been very specific. They obviously bring up Paul. And that's where every single, single sermon goes. They have not given me hope. Nor have they instilled confidence in the season I am in. It often says, this too shall pass. And from where I'm at in this journey... It may not pass, but nobody in the church has told me what to do in the waiting or told me it's totally normal and fine to be in this season. Although it's, it's maybe partly a lie because every so often I have heard that, but not in my church. Hebrews ten twenty four to 25 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching, day with a capital D. It doesn't say how to spur one on towards marriage. It doesn't say towards love of a husband or wife and good marriages. Nobody's spurring people on to that. Nobody says, but encouraging one another only if you are married. In my mind, that verse is so beautiful because it states the role of the church in believers' and non-believers' lives. It says that meeting together is so crucial to our journeys and how encouraging one another comes from that meeting. Be it one-on-one, be it in a group of a thousand. Singles are leaving the church because they feel judged for being in that season. They feel so disconnected being in that season. It may not be directly mentioned, but it comes about from certain actions which myself or others have seen in the church. Nobody is telling these people to leave, but since church is about community, I believe that's partly where the break is happening. Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12, um, along with many other parts or places in the Bible, point out how, as a body of believers, there are many different parts, but each part has a role to play in how the body functions. The church is this beautiful but flawed body that I love being a part of. Um, I personally went through a really hard time at one point while I was in youth ministry, and I cried many times because I felt inferior Um, as a single person, I got yelled at many times, um, and I'd cry during services even. It was slightly embarrassing every so often, but I knew that there were these women in that congregation that saw me broken and they checked in with me on Sunday. But that's, I think, where we're falling on Sunday. That is something the church needs to work on. So often singles are only seen on Sunday in the church. And the rest of the week, although they may be in your mind, they do not know that. So how can the church reach these people that are in this season outside of that building? And I'll talk about it later because the church is not a building. Heck, invite them over. I do not know how many times I heard of my friends who were married getting invited over for dinners to places that I had known those people for years but never been invited to. Did I have something that they didn't want in their homes? You know, did they think I was so awkward I couldn't converse? Invite a single person out for coffee and talk to them about their life. And no, their life is not only about their relationship status. Yes, it's often on my mind, but I don't want to cry in a Starbucks. (laughs) But talk about their walk with God. That is the most crucial part of our lives, is it not? I have recently been challenged that I do need to talk about faith and Christ more often because it's something I'm not very good at, but it, it should be the most crucial part of my life. Singles have a role to play in that church. But they are leaving because they are not instructed on those roles. They are led to believe that you need to be part of a team. Be that a husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, or be your entire family needs to be part of this team to serve. Equip your singles. I cannot say that enough. Youth ministry was and is my passion for a long time. I did youth ministry for about five years before entering into my career but it was only my initiative that got me into it. Not once did someone come up to me and ask if that was something I was interested in. Church leaders and non-leaders, because let me make it clear, you do not have to be an elder or deacon to make steps. They need to get to know the singles in their congregation so that they can see how those people can serve the body. Singles have a different skill set, and it's one that maybe someone with commitments like a family, doesn't have. And I I need to put a disclaimer, not every single is dying to serve in every aspect. I know ones that don't want to serve at all. And that's their thing. But there is zero harm for the church to put some leadership to those that are single. Both male and female. Give them responsibilities and let them journey through discovering their own talents. The church is a beautiful place for every person to come and get cared for, but also to mess up in. Whatever season they are in, they are welcomed with open arms because Jesus died for each and every one of them. Now we just have to put into work how to relay that to them. How to relay to singles that you are accepted, you are valued. And, and I say we, because I'm a part of this body of believers. Throughout prepping, I definitely noticed I have for sure fallen short in reaching out to singles in a different season than me, be it a different age group um, or a different career. And the young married couples, I have fallen short in reaching out to them because I claim not to have anything in common with them. If as a body... We all have one goal, which is praising the God we love and serve and sharing that with those around us. Does anything else really matter? And thank goodness, thank God, no. But let's flip the coin. How singles interact with the church. Matthew 18, 20 for where two or three are gathered in my name there am I with them. We've heard it a ton. It does not say where two or three couples are gathered. And it certainly doesn't say if it's three individuals then I'm not joining. <laughs> As singles, we have this amazing opportunity and I'm going to call it no commitments. But let let me elaborate before you're like I have commitments. Let me elaborate. Because obviously, we all do. We all, oh, Most people have a job or some form of financial commitment, that type of stuff. What I mean by that is that we don't have children we have to take care of. Uh, but again, I guess I should put an asterisk because there are single parents. So I guess, again, I'm speaking from my own personal experience. For those of us that do not have children, it is a blessing. And I know, I know, it doesn't always seem like that. But it is a blessing because it gives us a chance to reach out to the children around us. And if you've ever listened to Annie F. Downs, she talks about this a lot. And she is the queen of reaching out to the youngsters in her life. Personally, I have a ton of nieces and nephews that I often do not hang out with. Um, And recently, I've really felt that challenge to change. I, as a single woman, have the time and honestly the finances that would allow me to do some really cool stuff for them and and be that other adult example in their life that is single, that is saying, I am living this life God has given me no matter what. Do they always ask me, are you married? No. Yes, they do. And I always say, yeah, secretly. Hopefully one day they stop asking me that. <laughs> But what I mean by no commitments is we have the ability to, to meet others wherever and often whenever works for them. This season of single is such a great chance to learn how to serve others and learn how to serve the church. We have this body of believers, which I am calling the church, that is there to further our Christian walk. 100% that's the purpose. But instead of constantly expecting others to reach to you, have you tried reaching them? That older couple in your church that you see every Sunday, have you thought of asking them to your place for lunch? Or meeting them for coffee to ask them how they got to where they are? Mentoring is something that singles should not shy away from, be it, be it receiving it or giving it. Just because you are a 40-year-old single woman does not mean you can't mentor a young woman who got married at 18 and has four kids. Yes, absolutely, you will be in different seasons, which may cause some hiccups. I don't deny that. But you are both serving and seeking the same God. Ephesians 4 talks about God equipping everyone so that the body of Christ may be built up. What has God gifted you with or equipped you with in this season of single? If you're not sure, have you approached church leadership or a mentor figure? I I want people to understand that pastoring is probably one of the hardest and most tiring jobs out there. And I believe for the most part, thankless. I have known pastors. My own father has been a pastor. And I just, I feel like they need to be... Encouraged so so feed into your leadership, encourage them and lift them up. But don't hesitate opening a dialogue if that's what you want. But understand that they are often so busy it's not their choosing, they haven't done it yet. Don't fault the church for not reaching out to you if you're not willing to reach out to them. An example is I joined my current church about a year and a half ago. And knew I would have to make the steps to meet others because it is quite a large church. It took me a while, but I decided to try out small groups. In the past, they've been good, so I thought, why not give it a try? Nobody asked me to join one. Oh, heck, I even avoided the info sessions for a long time. I tried one and it didn't really fit. But I, I finally did go to an information session And signed up for one, or at least put my name in the the stack. And flash to today, eight months later, I now lead my small group of six amazing women. We talk about all things, and it just so happens we all are single, so we can share those misery moments together. But I sought that out, and God provided. I didn't wait for it to come to me. As singles in the church, we need to take steps to get involved and reach out. It is awkward at times. Oh, so awkward. And we will always fall prey to this idea that nobody gets me. But if we truly want to be part of this amazing body of believers that we call the church, I don't think you can stand still. It goes back to this idea that I've talked about before. What are you doing while you are waiting? It does not matter what gender you are. I believe we are all called to serve. So if it's janitorial in your church, you do not know how God might use that to further your walk during this season. Maybe you'll get to talk to someone else that signed up for the same thing. It's that verse of seek and you shall find. Hopefully find belonging you have been looking for. As single people, we need to have that community. But like every relationship, one will fail the other at some point. I I sadly believe that. That love or desire to interact will disappear, but it's about not giving up on it. Not just walking away because you didn't get what you wanted. It's about choosing what you want. Or more importantly, I think it's about where God is pulling you and taking steps towards it. Not always expecting to be fed into, but how are you feeding into others? I think God will direct those steps as you take them. And and when you falter, he'll pick you back up. I mentioned this earlier. The church is not a building. And especially during COVID times, we need to understand that. And I think for the most part, people have done quite well with converting to online. The church is this body of believers that sharpen one another in whatever season they are in. You know, when God picks you up, they are there to support as well. I think in the Bible, you know, breaking bread is a sacred practice and communion is something that often when I haven't done it for a long time, it makes me somewhat emotional because it is so sacred to me. And You know, as long as one believed in Christ, they were often able to partake. But Jesus didn't break his body for those that followed the, if we want to call it, correct path of getting married and serving in the church. He broke it for the person in their 40s, whose partner left them single or a single parent. He broke it for someone who longs to get married but cannot seem to find that road. He broke it for the church and for those who are in it. Who seek relationships and step into the tough moments of life with others. So, as a single, please don't journey life alone. I love the church and the original idea that it was a place for anyone Christ would accept. So, the church needs to work on how they involve singles. Absolutely, create single groups, have mixers. (laughs) but you also need to create these diverse groups where various life seasons can mix and learn from each other. Couples need to invite the singles over. They do not bite, I promise. Don't segregate them. Flip the coin. Singles need to work on how they approach the church. Ask couples to hang out, but ask them to hang out on their timeline. Pursue those nudges you're feeling and don't hold back serving in the church if that's where God is calling you. Being single is not a detriment in the church. But I think it's a strength that if fed into, man, it could lead to a whole new church. I honestly get get pretty fired up about this type of thing. But I also sadly am a realist and know that once I stop recording or prepping for this, it's going to change and it's going to go down. I challenge you, I, well, I challenge myself to think, how can I keep this idea rolling? How can I, as a single person, further the church in my world? It's It's honestly an exciting season to be in. I'd like to thank you again for listening most of you are my dearest friends (laughs) who have supported me in this Um, I believe you can send me messages through Anchor and I am happy to hear ideas from other singles or from other people in general of what you'd like to hear about Uh, again, I mostly do this just to get some thoughts out of my head but I know these episodes are shorter and mostly just me rambling so I very much appreciate you appreciate your support as we journey through this season of single.